Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. start large layovers we've been in our series called living large and we're going to move uh in this tonight so i want you to make this declaration i'm going to change it up on you a little bit tonight so i want you to repeat after me say father i'm ready to receive your word say speak to me with clarity and speak to me with power say your word makes all things new including me in Jesus name amen so father speak to us now do what you do when you do how you do when you do it father speak with clarity speak with strength and speak with power now we're ready to hear we're ready to grow and we're ready to receive it's in Jesus name that we pray everybody ought to say amen so listen guys we are in week four and the last two messages of our series living large and we've learned so far that to live large it means to live wealthy. Uh, that word wealthy comes from a biblical word, shalom, which means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all is well. I need you to hear me and hear me clearly tonight that once you give your life to Jesus, you now have entered into shalom. That means nothing is missing anymore. Nothing is lacking anymore. Nothing is broken anymore. Nothing is uh, uh, out of place anymore. All is well. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Is that even when it looks like it's not, it still is. Because if God is for you who in the world would dare to be against you and I need some of you to hear me tonight you cannot allow what you feel to uh, to confuse you about what's real because sometimes what you feel is going to come from moments of change but the God that you and I believe in he never changes the Bible says that everything else might change but he remains the same and the same God that provided for you last year it's going to be the same God that provides for you this year. The same God that made a way for you last year is going to be the same God that makes a way for you this year. The same God that got you out last month is going to be the same God that's going to get you out this month. I need you not to allow the change that's going on around you to make you forget that your God never changes. He's Alpha. He's Omega. He's beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He never changes, which means when we come to the Lord, we are 
Shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking and all is well. But then number two, it also means that we are successful. And throughout the series, <clears throat> we've been looking to see that success is different for every individual because success is predicated upon what you are created to do. And I'm not created to do what you're created to do. And you're not created to do what I'm created to do. Here's the problem. If you begin to compare yourself to somebody else, you will begin to think you're not successful because you're judging it off of cash, cards, and clothes and not for the reason of your creation. Mm, let's talk. Many people, you get caught up in stuff and you never get caught up in Savior. And so because you're caught up in stuff and not the Savior, if you don't have stuff, you will miss the fact that the Savior is better than having stuff. Because watch me, money can buy you, watch this, a doctor, but it's going to take the savior to make sure you're healthy money can buy you a lawyer but it's going to take the savior to make sure that you have justice so what are you trying to tell me bishop i'm trying to tell you that your success it cannot be measured to somebody else's success because you were created to do different things i need you to stop hating on other people and start celebrating other people why it's because they're doing what they're supposed to do and you got to do what you're supposed to do and when you do do when you do you and i do me then what god's trying to get done in the earth he makes it happen so to live large means to be shalom and successful and i need you to just get a little hood for just a little minute and just say I'm both of them I'm both of them that's who I am I'm both of them. I'm not just somebody that's spiritual. I'm somebody that's successful. I'm not just somebody that's successful. I'm somebody that's spiritual. I'm not just somebody that knows how to go in the prayer room. I know how to walk into the boardroom. I'm not just somebody that knows how to pray great prayers, but I'm somebody that knows how to get paid. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me tonight. I need you to know you're both of them. So we've been looking at this scripture. In Isaiah 54, that was using the imagery of a barren widow woman. Stop. Barren, that means he's unproductive. Widow woman. Now, widow means that her source of income has dried up. Her husband's gone. Her covering's gone. Who was protecting her is gone. And so she's now by herself. And this is the imagery that God uses in Isaiah 54 to represent us. But watch me, it would be us post-Jesus. Which means everything we read in Isaiah 54 represents us but it represents us after Jesus comes into our life, which means what it was is getting ready to change because all things are about to be made new. I need some of you to hear me that whenever you feel discouraged, whenever you feel frustrated, whenever you feel beaten down and broken down, I just need you to learn how to open your mouth and say, but it's about to change. And you might say, well, Bishop, but it, I don't see how it's going to change. But baby, when God is with you, I don't care what it was. He's about to make it better. And for some of you, I need you to get excited about all this extra time you got on your hands because God's teaching you how to make yourself better, how to be a better you, how to be a better mama, how to be a better daddy, how to be a better father, how to be a better version of yourself. Because when this thing is over, you're about to take off. And I need some of you to release that on the screen. I'm about to take off. It is this imagery of a barren widow woman to represent his people post-Jesus. Isaiah prophesies it uh, thousands of years before God ever stops in a body, and that body is known as Jesus. Which means before there was ever a problem, God created a solution. Look at me. Before there was a coronavirus, there was a Jesus Christ. Y'all better hear me. Before there was ever a health scare, there was a God that says, I'll be your healer. 
Before there was ever a challenge, there's a God that created the way out of the challenge. What are you trying to tell me? God is not shocked by what's going on right now. And if he's not shocked, neither should you and I be. I'm going to tell some of y'all, this is going to be the storm that gets you out of debt. I need you not to curse it because it's about to get you paid. Let's talk. This is going to be the thing that turns your business around. I need you not to get angry. It's going to be the very thing that God uses to turn some things around for you. But now watch me. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. We have looked at all 17 verses in depth over this last month as I've taught this series. And I've taught the messages living large, large trouble, large prayers, large fish, large change, large lessons, large words. And today's message is one that I didn't know when God gave me the message title that we were going to experience it literally. Because today's message is called large layovers. Now, here's the thing about a layover is that many people you are in one right now not just because of the coronavirus but many of you you are in a layover right now in your life because there are some things watch me that are incomplete watch me you are not where you want to be but you're not where you used to be the problem is though is you can't get comfortable because where you're at isn't permanent let's talk you can't get comfortable because what you're dealing with isn't permanent and what's significant about right now and even what happened tonight with the system crashing is that it created a layover what's a layover it's a period of rest awaiting before a further stage in a journey a layover hear me doesn't mean the journey is over it just means i'm in between where i was and where i'm headed and to live large you gotta learn how to deal with layovers i need you to type that on the screen i'm dealing with it i'm dealing with it I need you not to get mad. I need you not to throw in the towel. I need you not to quit. I need you not to resign. I need you not to do something crazy. You got, you've come too far to do something crazy and lose your head now. You've come too far to do something crazy and lose your right mind now. It is time for you to take over. But before you take over and before you take off, you got to deal with a layover. And here's the thing about a layover. The thing about a layover is this, is that when you're dealing with a layover, you have got, watch me, you have got to carry your carry-on bag with you because you cannot leave that bag on the plane. And for many of you, here's your issue. Your issue is that you are not used to having to live from a bag. Now, I need you to catch it. You are used to having everything the way you want it laid out. And the moment things aren't the way you want it laid out, all of a sudden you want to jump ship. You want to abandon it. And I'm going to tell you, to live large, you got to learn how to deal with some large layovers. See, whenever I travel, guys, I always take a carry-on with me. And in fact, to be honest with you, I don't like having my bags checked. Why? Because I like to be able to get off of that plane and get to wherever I'm going. If I'm preaching, I want to be able to meet whoever's meeting me there so that I can immediately get in the automobile and keep it moving. What are you trying to say? Is that whenever you're dealing with a layover, you make sure that you pack light. Mm. Why? Because I need to make sure that I'm not allowing myself to get weighed down by baggage. And for some of you, what's happening right now in your life is that God is allowing you to unpack some of your bags because you got too many bags for where you headed. And whenever you're dealing with a layover, you can't be walking through the airport with 15 bags. You got to learn how to just get you a nice little, not nice little small one like this here so you can carry it with you. And for some of you, you're getting rid of the baggage of your childhood. 
You're getting rid of the baggage of your last relationship. You're getting rid of the baggage of your generational curses. I need you to release this on the screen. I'm getting rid of my baggage. Come on, open up your mouth and say it. I'm getting rid of my baggage. What is baggage? Baggage is stuff we've accumulated through the years. And whenever you are in the midst of a layover, you don't have time to be carrying bags from when you were 10. You don't have time to be carrying bags for when you were 20 and when you were 30. You got to learn how to let that stuff go. I dare some of y'all to just let some people go. You've been carrying it too long. You've been losing sleep over it too long. You've been losing your mind over it too long. You've been checking their Facebook too long. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You've been looking at their social media. Let that baggage go. I need somebody to just type it on the screen. I'm going to let it go. Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54 is the scripture we've been looking at. Here it is, large layovers. Isaiah 54, 1. Sing, O barren one, who did not bear. That's past tense. They're going to show you right there on the screens. Remember, it's a pop-up stream, so they just got to move with me. It's all right. We're going to make it do what it do. Sing, O barren one, who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. Now, this is past tense, which means it's getting ready to change, which means you weren't barren before, but that's getting ready to change. I need you to open your mouth and say your name, say it's getting ready to change. Come on, come on. I need you to let your finances know they're getting ready to improve. I need you to let your business know it's getting ready to improve. I need you to let your whole family know all of them about to be saved. All of them going to be in this building as soon as this coronavirus passes. Giving God, it's about to change. But look, then it says break forth or push into singing and cry aloud. And I said to you, your victory needs your voice. And some of you, watch me, with everything being shut down, so has your praise. So has your worship. So have you praying. And I need you to learn how to open your mouth and not let the enemy punk you. Come on. I need you not to let the enemy punk you. Don't let sickness punk you. Don't let a virus punk you. Don't let the news punk you. Don't let politicians punk you. I need you to realize that your victory, it needs your voice. It says you who have not been in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who was married, says the Lord. Now, remember, children here means our productivity. It means results. It means fruit. Can I get you to say those three things? Productivity, results, and fruit. Come on, say it with me. Productivity, results, and fruit. It's not literal children. It just means you're going to produce something that one day is going to take care of you. Shut your mouth. Y'all ain't saying nothing. It means you're going to produce something that one day it's going to be able to take care of you. See, whenever a parent has a child, in their calculation is that I'm going to take care of you for a period of time. But eventually this thing is going to reverse and you're going to begin to take care of me. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? What you're going to produce this year is going to take care of you for the rest of your life. What you're going to produce this decade, it's going to take care of you for the rest of your life. Watch me. Watch me. It says, it says, it says, your children, your productivity, your results, your fruit will be more than of her who is married, says the Lord. Now, check this out. I said this to you. It's your turn because you're full term, which means you've watched everybody else. But now it's your turn. But here's what I need to throw in there. But you're in a layover. Because just because it's your turn does not mean, watch me, that it's automatically time. Shut up. Just because it's your turn does not mean that it's automatically 
time. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? See, just because it's your turn to produce some fruit and some results and to have something to show and some productivity, it does not mean you're not going to have to deal with a layover. In fact, the greater the destination you're headed and the further away it is from where you are now, watch me, the longer your current layover will be. Shut up. The longer you are, watch me, and the further away you are from where you're headed, from where you are now, that means your layover typically is longer. And for some of you, I need you not to think that the trip has been canceled simply because you're in your layover. I need you to just release it. Say, every delay is to my benefit. I need you to type that on the screen. Every delay is to my benefit. Verse 2, enlarge the place of your tent. And we talked about this is like these contractions that a woman's birth canal is open from contractions. The contractions are painful. And what the woman can't see is that every time she's had a contraction, her birth canal has opened up. But here's what I need you to hear me. It takes time for that. You don't just have one contraction and pop go to baby. Y'all is it now. It's the same way in life. I need you not to let the contractions weary you. I need you not to let the contractions make you give up. Can we be honest? <clears throat> you know what you really think based on your first response to something not going right. I'm going to say it again. You know what you really think and how you really feel based on your first response to things not going right. Let me tell you, when I saw that the system had crashed this evening, I said, well, we got to figure this thing out because church is going forward tonight. Y'all ain't saying nothing because I was determined that somebody needed to hear this word. I was determined to be a consistent leader and I need some of you to be determined to be consistent even if you're in the midst of a layover. Watch me. It says, enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Check this out. He's saying, I need you to not only realize it's going to take some time, but I need you to stretch out. That means discomfort. Then I need you not to hold back, which means don't play it safe. Play it by faith. Don't play it safe. Play it by faith. Now, here's what's significant, y'all. Here's what's significant. This stuff takes time. To enlarge, that takes time. To, to let your curtains of your habitations be stretched out, that takes time. Uh, do, don't hold back. Uh, don't play it safe. Play it by faith. That takes time. Lifting your cords and strengthen your stakes. That means dig in. All of these things take time. And this is what your layover is for. I need you not to curse it. I need you to bless it. Because your layover is giving you the strength you need for the next part of the journey. I'm going to say it again. Your layover is giving you the strength you need. For the next part of the journey, even on this pop-up stream that we had to do, we had to deal with a layover. And that layover wasn't denial. That layover just means we were going to have to figure out how to get to where we were going another way tonight. And for some of you, watch me. Uh, listen, God ain't shut you all the way down. God just says, I shut that door from being the way we're going to get it done. But it's still getting ready to happen. I need you to open up your mouth and release it. It's still going to happen. It's still going to happen. Verse 3, for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left. And your offspring, what is that? That's what you produce. That's your fruit. That's your productivity. That's your results. It will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. In other words, look at me, y'all. He says, this is about to be big. He says, this is going to be so significant, it's going to change cities. Shut up. 
It's going to be so significant that it's going to literally change, watch me, who is in possession of the nations. There's some stuff you prayed for that your layover is about to put you in possession of. I'm going to say it again. There's some stuff you prayed for that your layover is about to put you in possession of. Watch me. You're going to be in the right place. I feel like shout. You're going to be in the right place at the right time in the right seat doing the right thing. And what you prayed for is about to fall right into your lap. I need some of y'all to type that on the screen right now. It's about to fall in my lap. Why? Because I handled my layover the right way. I didn't get mad. I didn't get angry. And watch me. I didn't try to hop on another flight out of here because that flight wasn't the flight I was set to be on. You're going to be so glad you didn't quit. You're going to be so glad you didn't commit suicide. You're going to be so glad you didn't give up. You're going to be so glad you didn't let those people run you out of town. You're going to be so glad you didn't let those people run you out of church. Why? It's about to happen for you. Watch, watch. He says, verse 4, fear not. Here we go. Here we go. Because he's like, listen, when you're in that layover, I remember the first time I ever had a layover. And I, I was concerned that I might miss my connecting flight. The concern was that I didn't go through all of this to get here and get stuck. And for some of you, matter of fact, there's a 48-year-old woman, you're looking at me right now. Here's your great concern. You feel stuck. And what's been going on in the world has got you thinking, oh my God, this is it. I rebuke your thoughts. This is not it for you. You will not be stuck this way. You will not get stuck in this circumstance, nor will you get stuck in this situation. Verse 4 says, fear not. What does that mean? Prep for scary. <laughs> Whenever God tells you fear not, what he's really telling you is it's about to get scary as a mug. This thing is about to look so bad, you're going to say, you know what? Watch me. You're going to start making plans to either stay in the layover or go back to where you started. And for some of you, watch me, some of the people you've been reaching out to suggest that you're trying to go back to where you started. I rebuke your reach back. I rebuke you reaching back to the people God set you free from. I rebuke you going back to the relationships that God set you free from. Watch me. Some of you, it's family members. Let's talk now that you keep reaching back out to because watch me, because you feel comfortable with them because maybe you're thinking they were right and God was wrong. I'm going to tell you the devil is a liar and his mammy is too. You're going to make it to where you are headed. Fear not. Prep for scary for you will not be ashamed. Here's that mean. Here's what that means. Prepare to be embarrassed. Then he says, be not confounded. <clears throat> To be confounded means like confused. It means when I look at it, this don't, this don't make sense. How am I supposed to be going to Paris and I'm currently at a layover in DIA? It don't make sense. How am I headed to Atlanta and I'm in a layover where the whole doggone world is shut down? Y'all ain't talking to me. It is because, watch me, God was telling you in advance, you're going to live large, but you are going to have to deal with some large layovers. And the bigger the layover, the bigger the destination that you're headed to. Now look at me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Here it is. <clears throat> For you will not be disgraced. What does that mean? Prepare to feel unfavored. So shut up. He says... Prepare for scary. Prepare to be embarrassed. Prepare for it to look like the exact opposite of what you think it's going to be. You've been talking about it, and it's going to be big, and it looks real small. You've been talking about this is going to be an amazing year. And for some of you, like 2020, every single month, it seems like something different is going on. 
If we're honest, a lot of people, even on social media, there's uh, people are saying, okay, well, once we get past coronavirus, then what they're going to talk about, aliens jumping out, UFOs and stuff. What's next? Can I tell you what's next? Your win is next. Shut up. Can I tell you what's next? Your victory is next. Can I tell you what's next? You're going to be in possession of what you pray for. Can I tell you what's next? Once we get through this little bit of a layover, baby, we got places to go. We got things to do. We got lives to change. We got stuff to make happen. Watch. He says, he goes on from verse 4. He says, for you will not be disgraced. That means prepare to feel like a disgrace. Prepare to feel. Look at me. Let's, let's be real for just a moment. Pop-up stream. Come on, pop-up stream. Let's be real for a moment. He says, prepare to feel like God isn't with you. In fact, prepare to feel like he's with everybody else but you. Can we talk for a moment? Sometimes you can see God do amazing things throughout your life. And when you're in a layover, you can feel like he left you. When you're in a layover, you can feel like he gave up on you. And it can make you begin to compare. Here it is to compare your success and somebody else's success. So what does he tell you in advance? He says, I need you to prepare to feel unfavor, for you will forget the shame of your youth. This is Isaiah 54 and 4. What does that mean? He says, you're going to forget the shame of some mistakes that you made when you didn't know better. I need you to stop beating yourself up for your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your teens, whatever, your last marriage, your last relationship. I need you to stop it. Can I get about 50 of you on each of these pop-up platforms to just type stop it, stop it, stop it. I need you to stop it right now, beating yourself up, because God says, I'm going to make you forget the shame. In other words, he says, I'm going to allow the shame to be there. You're just going to forget it. You're going to forget how you made that bad relationship decision. You're going to forget how you made that bad decision with your money. You're going to forget it. Watch me. I'm almost done. He goes on and says, and the reproach of your widowhood. Reproach means disappointment. And the disappointment of your widowhood, you will remember no more. Now, that's deep because a widow always wore something different. A widow was dressed differently. A widow had their face covered because, watch me, nobody could see them clearly, but neither could they see anybody clearly. And for some of you, you have been mourning what had to die. And I need you to come up out of widowhood. You've been mourning what had to change, what had to die, what had to be different. And I need you to loose yourself from your widowhood. I need you to stop being mad that it ain't going to work out with them. Stop being mad that you're not going to be able to change them. Stop being mad that you're not going to be able to do it differently. Stop being mad that this happened, this happened, this happened. I need you to learn how to let it go because you're on a layover, baby, and you can't have all of these bags walking through the airport with all of your widowhood garments. You look, watch me, you look a mess. It's too hot for all of that. I need you to type it on the screen. It's too hot for all of that. It's too hot to be talking about woe is me. And I can't believe they did me like that. And after everything I did for them, can I tell you what God's going to send you? God's going to send you some people this year and this decade where all of what you sold to somebody else, you're going to reap it in somebody new. I feel like shouting right there. Everything you sold into somebody else, God is going to make sure that you reap it in somebody new. But you're not going to meet the new if you are a widow walking around talking about woe is me. I'm so sad. No, you ain't sad. I need you to learn how to square your shoulders back and say, if God be for me, who dare be against me? Watch me. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm getting excited. Let me, let me finish. He says, for your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. That means God is fighting for you. Even in your layover, 
God is fighting for you. Matter of fact, I prophesy that your name's being brought up. Watch me, not for decrease, but increase. I prophesy that your name's being brought up for opportunities. I prophesy that Harvest Church is being brought up for opportunity. I prophesy that Bishop Kevin Foreman is being brought up for opportunity. I need you to hear me that even in your layover, God is fighting for you. And it goes on in verse 6. For the Lord has called you, here it is, like a wife deserted and grieved in spirit. Like a wife of youth when she is cast off, says your God. He goes on, verse 7, for a brief moment, I deserted you. Stop! For a brief moment, you were in a layover. I'm going to say it again. For a brief moment, you were in a layover. I'm going to say it again. For a brief moment, God is like you felt deserted, grieved, watch me, and cast off. He says, that's just your layover. Look at me, y'all. That's just your layover. God says, I know how you feel, but how you feel is not real. That is just part of your layover. I need you to type that on the screen. That's my layover. That's my layover. That's my layover. And your layover don't mean your life is over. It just means, watch me, I'm not where I was and I'm not where I want to be, but I'm headed somewhere. Watch me. It says, but you with great compassion will I gather you. Verse 8, in overflowing anger, for a moment I hid my face from you, but with everlasting love I will have compassion on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. This is like the days of Noah to me. Stop. Y'all follow me over here on the pop-up stream. He says, this is like the days of Noah to me, as I swore that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, <clears throat> so I have sworn, sworn I won't be angry with you, and I will not rebuke you. Can I get you to get excited? Why am I getting excited? Because God says, all things are new for you. I'm going to say it again. All things are new for you. I'm going to say it a third time. All things are new for you. When God says it's like the days of Noah, they had never seen rain like that before. They never seen an ark like that before. They never seen a situation like that before. But God says, I'm about to do something new right in the middle of a mess. I'm about to do something new right in the middle of change and I need everybody on every one of my pop-up streams to get excited because God says this is like the days of Noah for you he says you're about to see what you haven't seen you're about to experience what you haven't experienced you're about to walk in what you've never walked in before all things new all things new if we were in church I'd have your elbow somebody say all things new and look he goes on I'm almost done verse 10 for the mountains may depart and the hills may be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you. Even in your layover, God is like, I ain't leaving you. You're in a layover, but I'm not leaving you. And my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Are you all listening? So here's the tools God says I'm going to give you <clears throat> during your layover. You ready? They start in verse number 11. Oh, afflicted one, and storm-tossed, and not comforted. Behold, I will set your stones in antimony. Everybody look at me. Here's what that means. <clears throat> it means in your layover, I'm going to teach you how to be durable. Come on, pop-up stream. If you're just popping in, we're doing a pop-up stream. Our system shut down, but the word is still going forward tonight. God says, in the midst of your layover, you're about to live large, but you're going to have to deal with a layover. And in your layover, I'm going to make you durable. This is a piece of luggage that's durable. It's a hard shell. And some of you need to hear me. <clears throat> some of what you have gone through in life 
It made you hard, but I need you, watch me, but I need you to not let it making you hard make you rude. Y'all ain't saying nothing right there. It's two different things to be tough than to be rude. It's different to be, watch me, to be savvy than to be a savage. And for some of you, what you went through, it made you mean. That wasn't its intent. It made you angry. That wasn't God's intent. The intent of what you went through was to make you durable. That means you know how to take a licking and keep on ticking. See, I can drop that bag, but guess what? But the bag is still working. I can step on that bag, but the bag is durable. This thing is built to last. And I'm going to speak it into somebody's life tonight that you are built to last. You ain't going out like this. This ain't going to be your end. You are being made durable. Then he says, and lay your foundations with sapphire. So in the midst of your layover, God says, I'm going to give you sapphire. Sapphire represents favor and discernment. Antimony, that first storm, or first stone means to be durable. So each of these stones represent something that God is doing in your layover. So one, he makes you durable. Two, he gives you favor and discernment. Listen to me. Whenever you deal with a layover, because I've dealt with several layovers now, I know not to panic. I know even when it looks like I might not make it on, oh, I know my seat is guaranteed. I know not to get worked up if people are getting worked up. I know to make sure that I get my exercise in. You're going to catch it in a moment. What is discernment? Discernment is being able to distinguish and, and discern the difference of something. <clears throat> Discernment is the ability to, uh, to understand black from white, up from down, left from right. Discernment is something that comes oftentimes with experience. And your layover has made you discerning. There's certain people you can look away, you can look at from a mile away and say, mm -mm, don't mess with them. And when you see crazy coming, you can say what? I'm crossing the street. Why? Because I have discernment now. My discernment gives me the ability to recognize difference. And I've been given favor. What's favor? The other day in one of my layovers, because of where I was traveling to shoot a TV program, I had to take a layover flight. And in taking the layover flight, they overbooked the flight. And in overbooking the flight, they had to put me uh, in something, watch me, that I didn't pay for. You missed it. I got favor, something that I didn't pay for, I was upgraded to. Because watch me, when they overbooked it, they overbooked it for everybody else. But when favor is on you, it doesn't matter what's happening for everybody else. God says, I'm going to give you preferential treatment. Then let's go. He says, and lay your foundations with sapphires. That means favor and discernment. Verse 12. I will make your pinnacles of a gate. That means stability. So check this out. During your layover, God says, I'm going to make you durable. I'm going to give you favor and discernment, and I'm going to give you stability. What does this mean? This isn't just financial stability. Everybody look at me. This is emotional stability. You are too emotional for where you're headed. I'm going to say it again. You get too worked up. You get too upset. You get in your feelings. You be shaking your hands and all of that. You get too emotional for where you're headed. I need you to learn how not to let the devil see you sweat. I need you to learn how to not even let your enemies see you sweat. I need you to learn how sometimes, just sometimes I don't say nothing. I just look up and smile. Why? Because I'm not going to let my mouth cause me to say something that messes up my momentum. I'm not going to let my mouth make me say something that messes up my progress and messes up my movement. I will be stable. I need you to type that on the screen. I'll be stable. I'll be stable. I ain't going to be rocking and shaking and shaking and rocking baby i'm going to be stable it's in your layover you learn to be stable 
And then he says, your gates of carbuncles. Carbuncles have the strengths of diamonds, but they can be seen in the dark. Which means God says, in your layover, I'm developing a strength in you to where you have the strength of a diamond. But unlike a diamond, you're going to be able to be seen in the dark. Which means you know how to, look at me, which means you know how to see in the dark. Shut up. Which means even in the midst of dark situations, God says, your layover, I am teaching you, watch me, I am teaching you how to be like a carbuncle. I'm teaching you how to see in the dark. So when everybody else is saying, oh, my God, you're like, oh, this is going to be amazing. When everybody else is saying, oh, God, child, ain't you worried? No, I'm not worried at all because my God is the God that, watch me, that created everything. My God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the, I'm not worried because God is with me. And hear me, baby, he's going to make sure, come here, Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for the good of him that love him and are called according to his purpose, which means I'll be seen in the dark. Come here. Some of you, you're about to be discovered. Come on, y'all. Some of you, you're about to be discovered by somebody with the money, the power, and the influence to change your life. I prophesy this to our house, that a harvester is about to watch me, is about to be introduced to somebody, that one check can change their life. One meeting can change their life. Why? Because we can be seen in the dark, baby. We ain't scared of no dark. We ain't scared of no virus. We ain't scared. We ain't scared. Why? Because his layover is making us like a carbuncle. I feel like preaching right through there. Somebody say, I'm not scared of the dark. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I'm almost done. And all of your wall of precious stones. This is verse 12. Isaiah 54. Remember, in your layover, this is what God says I'm doing in your layover. He says these precious stones will be protection for you. And for many of you, who you can't go around is protecting you from something they were going to say. Mm, Y'all ain't talking to me. But some of you, what you thought was a punishment was really protection. For some of you, what you thought was a negative is really a positive. Because God says, in your layover, I got to protect you. I got to protect you, and I got to protect what you're taking with you to your next destination. And for many of you, watch me, what you called rejection was really protection. Watch me. There are certain people you ought to be glad God shut that down. There are certain relationships you need to be God, glad God shut that down. There are certain friendships you were trying to build. Come on, y'all. That all of a sudden, this shut that down. Why? Because God says, baby, I'm about to, uh, uh, clank, clank. I got to protect you. I got to keep you with a hedge of protection because you've come too far to screw this up now. You've come too far to mess this up now. You made too much progress to let this fall out of your hands now, which brings me to this last piece because verse 13, it brings me to this last piece. All, uh, this last piece, it says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children y'all follow me pop up pop up y'all follow me pop up all your children all your productivity all of your results all of your fruitfulness will be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children y'all come with me here's what God says God says what I'm going to do for you in your layover you're not going to lose it and for many of you, you're sitting up thinking about, oh, my God, what about all my savings? What about all of this? What about all of that? What about this? What about that? Before I came in tonight, 
I saw a very famous food chain, I won't say the name, very famous food chain, uh, their factory, hmm, a very famous food chain, and they told all of their, uh, all of their landlords, they said, well, just so y'all know, come April 1st, we ain't going to be paying no rent. It was amazing to me because I thought of what this company often represents in the food uh, cuisine and all of that. It was amazing to me is, is that as I was seeing that, this was the word God said to minister. It says, I need you not to be afraid that you're going to lose what you gain. <clears throat> I'm going to say it again because you're not listening to me. I need you not to think <clears throat> that you're going to lose what it is that you gain. I need you not to think that you're going to lose what it is that you've worked for. I need you not to think that you're going to lose what it is that you have made progress for. I need you to type it on the screen. I'm not losing anything. You're not losing sleep. You're not losing money. You're not losing savings. You're not losing your 401k. You're not losing your IRA. Watch me. You ain't even going to lose your job. I rebuke your... I rebuke your fear about your future whatever happens you better hear me god is gonna maximize your layover he's gonna maximize your layover type that on the screen he's gonna maximize your layover tonight if you're just coming in on this pop-up stream we had to do a pop-up because our system shut down it literally was like the prophetic word in action because that's what happened tonight well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations.
Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.